Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quantum Wellbeing Show at Broadcast Team Alpha. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you like what you hear, please click the thumbs up icon. I also want to tell you about our friends and colleagues over at the Conscious Awakening Network. You're going to find us over there really soon. They're going to be hosting our Tuesday show and probably the Friday show as well. So I want you to go over and check them out at the Conscious Awakening Network. You're going to find us on Roku and Google Play and all of the other platforms that you love and I'm not that familiar with. So thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you here and I'm so excited to talk about this topic tonight. Tonight we're going to discuss blood sugar specifically high blood sugar i'm going to discuss some i'm going to did you hear that i'm gonna right i'm going to discuss some practical things to do for it some spiritual things to do for it and some energetic things to do for it you know knowing how to lower your blood sugar levels naturally is key to managing pre-diabetes or diabetes consider things like regular exercise, which if you know me, I'm a big proponent of that, eating more fiber, eating healthy snacks, increasing your probiotic intake, doing some Tai Chi movements, one move in particular that I'm going to show you that allegedly um, lowers blood sugar. I'm going to show you that this is part of the move, but I have to get up. So I'm going to show it to you in a little while. Um, and you can see your energy healer or your Reiki practitioner, and you can do some spiritual thinking, right? Some, um, some law of attraction thinking that I'm going to be talking about also. So high blood sugar is known as hyper, hyper, right? Hyper is high, hypo is low, hyperglycemia, and it's associated with prediabetes and diabetes. And I'm going to talk about both of them. Prediabetes is when your blood sugar is high, but it's not high enough to be considered diabetes. And diabetes is when the number is high enough to be diabetes. So the American Diabetic Association in 2023, the numbers are always changing. So the numbers that you know may sound different than the numbers I'm going to give you, but the numbers that I'm going to tell you tonight are the 2023 numbers that um, determine pre-diabetic and diabetic, right? And that is measured with a hemoglobin A1C in the United States. It's called something else over in Europe. The hemoglobin A1C is a snapshot of the past three months of what your blood sugar has been doing. So if you're going to get a hemoglobin A1C and you go on a high protein diet, right, the last week, it's not going to make that much of a difference. And you kind of don't want to do that because you really want an honest, accurate picture of what it's been so that you know how to treat it and how to how to make yourself well. So a hemoglobin A1C that is below 5.7 is now considered normal. Okay. It sounds a little high to me, right, based on old values, but okay. 5.7 now is is considered below 5.7 is normal 5.7 to 6.4 ish is pre-diabetes right that, that sounds a little high to me too 6.5 or higher is now diabetes now your doctor may choose to work with a different value your doctor may say if you're above six you are pre-diabetic right it, 
or if you're above 5.9, you're pre-diabetic. If you're six, you're diabetic, right? The doctors, you know, they, they can choose the numbers that they really want to work with. So your doctor may have different values, but we're in the ballpark tonight because like I said, the numbers keep changing. So let's talk about blood sugar. Your body usually manages blood sugar levels by producing a hormone called, did you say it? Yes, insulin. It's a hormone. It allows your cells to use the circulating sugar in your blood. And insulin is the most important regulator of your blood sugar levels. There are several factors that can impair, right, that can make your blood sugar management difficult and lead to hyperglycemia. So there's internal causes for your high blood sugar, and that's including when your liver produces too much glucose, when your body makes too little insulin, or your body can't use the insulin effectively that it puts out, and that's called insulin resistance. There are external factors, and these are some of the factors that we have control over. Dietary choices, certain medications, a sedentary lifestyle. Sedentary lifestyle is not good for any of us, even if you're limited, but I'm going to talk about that later. And world-class, the stress level, the stress level. According to the CDC, 13% of United States adults live with diabetes. 34.5% are said to have pre-diabetes. And this means that 50% of the United States adults, we're not talking children now, adults only are pre-diabetic and diabetic. Blood sugar management is so important for folks with diabetes because as a nurse, I promise you, it is so important. I've seen what it can do, right? From the beginning to the end, literally to the end. Because chronically high blood sugar levels can lead to limb, truth, and life-threatening complications. And it can generally make life not fun. Hello, Pixie. Pixie's here to visit us. So here are some ways to positively impact your blood sugar. And I know I'm going to beat a, uh, beat a horse here. Regular exercise. You can reach and maintain a moderate weight. And weight has everything to do with it. This is not a judgment. This is not body shaming. But weight has everything to do with it. Body weight matters. My clients, I've seen it, right? My, my personal training clients, when they do a moderate diet and begin to release fat, release fat, I have watched their blood sugar trend down, which was high, and their blood pressure trend down. So it's not a judgment, but a moderate weight is so, so important. And, you know, years of my research and years of science have proved it out. Um, and I'm talking reduction done, right? food reduction, food reduction done in a healthy way. Nothing extreme, right? Not the Twinkie diet or the steak and cake diet, right? None of that, right? Really good, healthy choices. And I'm going to talk about the foods that will, um, will help you. I'm going to check the chat room in a little while, guys. So um, healthy food choices 
exercise, making that your lifestyle, not going on a diet, not doing something for a month or three months, but truly, honestly, from your heart of hearts, making making it your lifestyle. If you have issue, issues with blood sugar management, consider checking your levels before and after exercising. Oh, God, Nuri, I got to stick my finger twice. Yeah, but here's why. It will help you learn how your body responds to the activities and that right the positive reinforcement that you get from seeing oh my god my blood pressure excuse me my blood sugar was 160 now it's 99 after exercising that's going to make you want to exercise more another thing to do is exercise snacks to lower your blood sugar exercise snacks what is that um that lowers your blood sugar and it prevents the damage that sitting all day can do Exercise snacks means you break up your sitting time every 30 minutes for just a few minutes throughout the day. You could do some light walking. I had a client who walked around her kitchen counter X amount of times. You could do some simple resistant exercises like squats, abs, or some leg raises. Or you could do the Tai Chi movement that I'm going to show you now that is said to lower blood sugar. So you're probably not going to get to see all of me because of the camera angle, but you're going to see the part that's important. So to do the Tai Chi exercise, you're going to have a really wide stance, okay? As wide as you can. Always keep your knees bent. Never, ever lock your knees. You're going to start in the middle. You're going to lift your arms and lower them down and go to one side. You're going to lift your arms, go one down, right? Go down onto the other side. Now imagine that you can actually feel the air under your hands, right? So don't just execute the move to bang it out and make it happen. But imagine that you're pushing beautiful bubbly air down, right? Just kind of float through the air, pretend you're pressing down on, I don't know, champagne bubbles, and just move side to side. So this could be your exercise snack, and that could be the remedy to lower your blood sugar. Disclaimer, anytime I say blood pressure tonight, you're going to know that I mean blood sugar. Right? <laughs> All right. All right. Other exercises, hey, and this is for when you really work out, include weightlifting, brisk walking, running, biking, dancing, hiking, swimming, playing with your dog, whatever you love to do, and really any activity that regularly, regularly, regularly gets you up and moving, regardless of the intensity. Anything beats a sedentary lifestyle. If you have trouble sticking to longer exercise sessions, break your exercise up into three 10-minute sessions every day. Pixie, Pixie likes this. Every day for five days. So your goal... Hey, Pix, come here. Sorry, guys. So your goal is going to be 150 minutes a week. All right. Here's the woo-woo. Here's the woo-woo section. Excuse me for one minute. All right, guys, sorry. I hope you didn't hear me using my funny voice to call her. All right. You can exercise your energy. So we just did a little woo-woo with the Tai Chi. We're going to get a little bit more woo-woo. We're going to talk about spiritual science. We're going to talk about working with energy and the power of your thoughts. 
So to begin with, you can set an intention for your healthy blood sugar. Even if you don't know about law of attraction, you don't know about spiritual science, you don't know about working with your thoughts, do it anyway because it works. Law of attraction says that which we focus on, we get more of. So focusing on having on having healthy blood sugar is the key. So write an intention or an intention is an affirmation, right? An affirmation. And it's always positive. It's never, I don't want low blood sugar or high blood sugar anymore. It's never not. Okay. So put it on your bathroom mirror and, and just, you know, allow it to sink in, look at it, think about it, think about it during the day. And you could say something uber positive, like I enjoy and radiate great, great health with my healthy blood sugar. I enjoy and and radiate great health because my blood sugar is really, really great. Pixie likes that one. All right, let's get back to some practical things. So managing your carbohydrate intake. Oh, carbohydrates are the bane of our existence, right? Carbs are just so, they're just so eatable, right? Carbs strongly influence blood sugar levels. Seriously, influence blood sugar levels. This was checking my time there. Your body breaks down carbohydrates into simple sugars, mainly glucose. Then the insulin is excreted by your pancreas, and the insulin helps your body use the sugar, use it for energy, and store it for energy. Now, you don't often immediately use it. Your brain uses it, but you, we pretty much store it for energy. Eating too many carbs or having insulin function issues, the process fails, and then blood sugar levels begin to build up. The American Diabetic Association recommends that folks with diabetic, diabetes manage their carbohydrates. How? By counting your carbs by being aware of how many carbohydrates you need. I'm not going to get into the specifics of the number. If you'd like to know or if you'd like me to work with you, you can um, email me at norilove1111 at gmail.com. So knowing how many carbohydrates you need to keep your blood sugar from spiking is a great thing. And I have to tell you, most people feel better on a low carbohydrate, low fat, high protein diet. Most people really, really feel better if they do it right. And you can eat a lot of great things on it. <clears throat> a low carbohydrate diet reduces blood sugar levels and it presents it prevents, excuse me, blood sugar from spiking. So we really don't want blood sugar to spike. Here's how I've made my blood sugar spike. Black jelly beans. Vanilla ice cream. Uh, those two, those two are probably the things that I would overeat back in the day. And that would shoot my blood sugar up, skyrocketing, having this surge of energy, la, 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 crazy, crazy at work. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, I'm so tired, right? Thank God my insulin worked, right? The insulin that my body produces. But then you have that crash. So spiking blood sugar is not good for anything. Another thing that you can do is eat more fiber. 
fiber slows carbohydrate digestion and sugar absorption, which promotes a more gradual rise in the blood sugar levels, right? High fiber foods includes, includes always vegetables, low glycemic fruits. We're going to talk about glycemic level, legumes, right? Beans, whole grains. Another thing that you can do to impact your blood sugar is to drink water and stay hydrated. Drink enough water to keep your blood sugar levels healthy. And how do you know if you're drinking enough water? Forgive me if this offends everybody, anybody, but it's a great thing to remember. Pee pale, pee pale. If your urine is brown, dark gold, dark gold, dark yellow, you could probably use more water, especially if it's in the first ones that I told you about. Now, if it's, you know, bright yellow because you're taking B vitamins, that's different. But ideally, if you're a healthy, right, a healthy person, you want to take in enough water so that there, it's almost straw colored. It's almost colorless-ish, okay? The other way you can tell if you, you need more water you. is you and can you pull do. the skin up on your hand and if it doesn't bounce back, it's called tenting. You need, you way, way, way need to drink water. The other way to know if you are not hydrated, and we so don't pay attention to that, the is that your AI mouth is your dry or your lips are dry, right? So the problem with drinking water is when we get older, 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 there's a baroreceptor in our brain that doesn't work quite the way that it used to work, and it doesn't alert us that we're thirsty. So as we get older and we don't feel the sensation of being thirsty and we're not paying attention to tenting or peeing pale, you might want to drink water on the clock, right? You might want to set your clock, set your watch for every, I don't know, every hour and drink and drink your water regularly. Drinking water regularly rehydrates the blood, it lowers the blood sugar levels, it reduces the risk for diabetes. And here's here's the thing, and I know you're not going to like it. Coffee, tea, carbonated beverages, anything with caffeine especially, they don't count towards your water intake because anything with caffeine in it has a diuretic property. It's going to make you release water. Let me check, see what's going on in the chat room. Let's see. Can blood sugar levels cause a heart attack? Um, if, if you have other things going on in your body, it's not going to particularly, you know, initiate the heart attack, but it can contribute it, in a very roundabout way. It can contribute to heart disease. Absolutely. You know, because it affects your kidneys. Your kidneys are directly related to your heart. So, so Yes. Um, hey, Laura. Hey, Lind. How many people just pinch their hands, right? I know. Um, Swedish have black licorice with salt. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. I love it. Uh, black jelly beans don't count because they're too delicious. Yes, they count. Okay. Girl Scout cookies. We're talking about blood, blood sugar spikes. All right. All right, guys, I want to make sure I'm not missing. What's the best test for morning blood test? Um, the, the best way to test your blood sugar is to have a glucometer, and that's a meter that you would have to get from your doctor. All right, so another thing that you can do is implement portion control. So we already illuminated the fact that 
a moderate weight is really, really important. It is. I promise you guys, right? I mean, I was 220 pounds once in my life, but I promise you as a nurse of 30 years, if you have a moderate to low weight, if you get sick, you do way better. You do way, way better. And there's so many things that you can do. So it doesn't have to be painful to release your your fat stores and I can help you. All right. Implement portion control. This helps with your calorie regulation. It helps maintain your moderate weight. And it also helps with minimizing your blood sugar spikes. So some tips for portion control. If you don't have a food scale at home, I'm surprised. You can order them on Amazon. You can get them at the grocery store. It's really great to know what portion sizes really are. Do you know how much, how big, a six ounce piece of chicken is? Do you know how big an eight ounce piece of fish is? Do you know how thick it should be? Do you know how big a four ounce hamburger is, right? So it's great to have a food scale at home so you can begin to understand if you're actually overeating, excuse me. Use a smaller plate. When we have a big plate, right, what happens on Thanksgiving, right? You load the plate up, of course. Talk about blood sugar spike, right? Thanksgiving, right? Everybody's asleep by, you know, the end of dinner. Um, use a smaller plate. You tend to take smaller portions and you feel so good because you're not overloaded. And here's a big one avoid the all you can eat restaurants. You know, there's a mentality, and I've been a personal trainer for 100 years. and and I promise you, even people that pay a lot of money to work with me, when they go to an all-you-eat restaurant, the money that they spend on getting healthy becomes secondary to the $12.99 price that they're going to pay for the buffet or whatever it is, and they have to get their money's worth, right? So there's that psychological thing that happens. So it's better to avoid them. Read your food labels, because guess what? There might be four servings in the bag of rice. There might be two servings in the small container of ice cream. So the whole container is not 300 and something calories. It's closer to 800, right? Keep a food journal. If you really, really want to be about getting healthy and controlling blood sugar, keep an honest food journal. Every single thing that you put in your mouth, write it down. All right. Last one, eat slowly. Do you know how long it takes for your brain to register that it's not hungry anymore? Guess, wanna guess in the chat room? 20 minutes. It takes 20 minutes for your brain to go, ah, I'm not so hungry anymore. My question is, how much damage can we do in that 20 minutes if we think that we're starving, right? So just consider that and maybe push your food around a little bit, you know, when you're really, really hungry, right? We want to get satisfied quickly, but push your food around a little bit. Actually have a conversation. Um, if you're alone, maybe read something, you know, think about, think about your healthy blood sugar. So how to choose low glycemic index foods. What is glycemic? Glycemic is the level the intensity of sugar that's in in the um, in the item, 
And the glycemic index measures how quickly those carbohydrates break down during digestion and how rapidly your body absorbs them. And this affects how quickly your blood sugar levels rise and fall. So the glycemic index divides the index low, medium, and high. And anything, and the, the, the range goes from zero to 100. The glycemic index that's ranked 55 or less is low. So you want low glycemic. So let's see. Um, orange over banana. Um, I'm, not, I'm not really brushed up on my glycemic index. Um, let me think. Grapefruit over apple. Right. So you can kind of figure it out according to how sweet it really is. So some other things, some other foods that have low glycemic levels are bulgur, barley, unsweetened, unsweetened, unsweetened Greek yogurt. Boy, the yogurt industry has us fooled. Unsweetened Greek yogurt, oats, beans, lentils, legumes, whole wheat pasta, whole wheat pasta, pasta, pasta glycemic level through the roof, blood sugar spikes all over the place from here to Mars, right? Non-starchy vegetables. So broccoli, green beans, green leafy over corn, over carrots, right? Those are real sugary, real starchy. And then when you add in protein and healthy fats, this minimizes the blood sugar spikes. Here's the big one manage your stress level. Stress affects your blood sugar. The body secretes hormones called glucagon and cortisol. We all hear about cortisol, which raises the blood sugar level. Exercise, relaxation methods like yoga, mindfulness-based stress reduction, um, all of these will help correct insulin secretion issues, right, based on cortisol and glucagon. <clears throat> Excuse me. Another thing you can do is monitor your blood sugar, right? Help manage it better. You can ask your doctor, and I'm sure you can probably get them without a prescription now, um, for a home portable blood glucose, blood glucose meter that's called a glucometer. You can discuss it with your doctor if you want insurance to pay for it. And you could probably get one um, without insurance. Keeping track of your blood sugar levels allows you to see what you need to do to adjust your meals or your medications with the help of your doctor. It also helps you to learn how your body reacts to certain foods, right? Personally, for me, I don't need a blood, I don't need a glucometer to know how pasta affects me. I'm eating like the third uh, forkful of pasta and my brain's going, I want more, right? <laughs> right? I'm not even, I haven't even finished my pasta and that's what's happening for me. So I know I completely avoid, I have low blood sugar, but I saw your question, Augie, but I completely avoid pasta for that reason. It just doesn't work well for my body. So try to measure your, your levels regularly every day. Keep track in a log and tracking in pairs. Tracking in pairs is really, really good.
because you can track before and after you eat, right? Then you get to see the motivation. Oh my God, look what it was before. Look what it is after, right? I ate this great meal and my blood sugar is actually lower, or I ate this bad meal and my blood sugar is way higher. Before exercise, after exercise, look how great my blood sugar is now that I exercised. So this can also show you if you need to make any small changes, if your blood sugar spikes, rather than avoiding, right? You can make small changes rather than avoiding your favorite meals altogether. And one great thing that you can do right away is try swapping out the non-starchy vegetables for the starchy. And once again, limit your portions. All right. Sleep is critically important. Sleep is so important. It feels excellent and it's necessary for good health. Health. Poor sleep has been shown, has been known to affect blood sugar levels and insulin, um, insulin sensitivity, and it increases your appetite, right? Who, who doesn't want to eat when, when they're exhausted, right? And you have to go to work tired. So try to follow a sleep schedule, avoid caffeine, avoid alcohol late in the day. I know when we were younger, we could drink, right? And still go to bed. But when we get older, for some reason, that changes everything. You have a glass of wine, you're up all night. Get regular exercise, cut down on your screen time before bed, limit your naps, right? Have cat naps instead of big naps, create a bedtime routine, use soothing, calming scents like lavender, avoid working in your bedroom, take a warm bath or a shower, meditation or guided imagery. Another thing you can do is eat foods that are rich in chromium and magnesium. And Augie, for low blood sugar, chromium picolinate is excellent, excellent, excellent. Really good for low blood sugar, helps level it out. Um, so high blood sugar and diabetes have been linked to the mic these micronutrient deficiencies, um, including chromium and magnesium. Chromium is involved with carb and fat metabolism. And chromium will potentially potentiate the action of the insulin and help blood sugar be regulated better. Some chromium-rich foods are certain meats, whole grain products, fruit and veggies, right? The low glycemic, nuts. Magnesium also benefits blood sugar levels. Diets that are rich in magnesium are associated with the reduced risk for diabetes. You know what? Many people in America have, have low magnesium levels. Low magnesium levels may lead to insulin resistance, decreased glucose tolerance, um, and especially um, folks with diabetes. Some magnesium-rich foods are dark leafy greens, squash, pumpkins, pumpkin seeds, tuna, whole grains, dark chocolate in moderation, right? Bananas, avocados, and beans. So this is the practical aspect. I showed you a little bit of the woo-woo aspect by showing you that Tai Chi move that's for uh, lowering blood sugar. And I just want to talk to you a little more now about energetic healing. Did you know that dis-ease, dis-ease, the potential for high blood sugar, prediabetes is going to show up in your energy level before it shows up in the body. So if you have a sense, if you have an intuition, if you have a family history, you might want to see an energy healer or a Reiki practitioner. 
right? A Reiki practitioner will not necessarily go, oh, I feel your blood sugar levels are an issue, but they're going to be led, right? Reiki, Reiki is intelligent. Reiki goes where the, where the body needs it the most. So if you're on the verge of having a blood sugar anomaly, Reiki is going to help it. And energy healing is going, I'm doing it like I'm doing your energy, right? Um, energy healing is going to help it. And the beautiful thing about it is you can be in California and your Reiki practitioner can be in, I don't know, New York, right? Reiki and energy healing is non-local. It knows no distance. And it's equally as effective as if you are in person. So... I highly recommend a whole lot of the woo-woo, right, to keep you out of the uh-uh, right, with all the blood sugar stuff. So create an intention, put it on your bathroom mirror, put it where you see it all the time. And even when you're not looking at it, your subconscious mind is taking it in, right? That's the same, same premise as vision boards. Um, do your Tai Chi move that I showed you. Right. That's great to do. And there are other ones. There are great ones. I'm sure there's tapping, right? EFT. And, you know, get get to develop a relationship with an energy healer. Right. My dream is that almost every household has an energy healer in it because we've been dismayed. We've been disappointed with a lot of the medical treatments and the vaccination. Oops. Did I say that? I'm sorry. Um, right. So. Get to know, I'm sorry, that was really not really funny. So, but, but true, but not true. Okay. Um, get to know an energy healer, become an energy healer. You can work on yourself. If you want to know about energy healing, if you want to know about Reiki, if you want to know about the new modality that I have just taken, the Silvers modality, please contact me. You can reach me at norilove1111 at gmail.com. You know, I'm on broadcast team alpha with Augie Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. We're here every Friday at 7.30 p.m. I'm still trying to get the doctor, the doctor that he's, he's so outspoken. I love him, love him to pieces, love him to love him to health um, to come and talk to us about healing with supplements and natural and natural products. I'm working on that. He's really busy. So let me just check the chat room one more time. Sorry, not sorry. I know it's true. We want to get rid of the vaccine, right? I know. Oh, your job required it. Yeah, I, I will give you a free session. I will give if you are worried about what was put into your body. Contact me, norilove1111 at gmail.com, and I will give you a distance uh, energy healing session because you don't have to sit down and take it, right? There are things that we can do about it. And you know, it's energy, right? The, the the things, the stuff is actually energy. And we have the power. We have the spiritual power. We have the thinking power, epigenetics, above genetics, right? Above the chemistry of our body to heal even stuff that was put in it. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Come and see me next Friday. Come back and see us Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Broadcast Team Alpha. And you want, you can, you, if you want, you can come join us for the Mastermind Connection. We do a bunch of healing there. We set intentions and we do visualizations, guided imagery, meditation for 
seeing the world, right? Seeing the new world rise up in peace and ease and joy and glory, seeing heaven on earth. I know if that sounds like a pipe dream, right? We, we work with dangerous weather patterns. We work with peace during the elections, which pretty much happened, right? But we have a good track, track record. So if you want to come join us, you can send an email to the T-H-E mastermind connection at gmail.com. Augie will send you the link. You can come join us Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Hang out with us. See if you like it. If you like it and you like us and you like the cool people that are there, we have a lively discussion at the second hour from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. And it's just, you know, what we do there is really in the realm of miraculous, too. It's some of the most benevolent, loving, in service, right, service to other people that have the most beautiful hearts and souls. And I'd love for you to join us. Thank you so much, everybody. Much love. If you have any questions, norilove1111 at gmail.com. I'll see you next Friday. Thanks, Mac.